Back on the Fan Morning Show, Justin and Ailish, Sportsnet 590. The Fan, as we shared yesterday, a couple lineup changes coming for Sportsnet 590 down the road. And Blake Murphy will be one of those, but not quite yet because Jays are still making a push for the rest of the season. So our insider brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com. Blake Murphy, host of Jays Talk Plus, and soon to be... Down the road, co-host of the Raptor Show, joining Will and Alex. How's it going, Blake? I'm good. I'm just waiting to find out when that change happens. Is it happening <laughs> October 3rd because the Jays fall out of a playoff spot here? <laughs> Is it happening after the ALDS? Is it happening like early November? Well, every I'm day cool. it feels like it's happening at another time. <laughs> I'm cool with either of them, just uh, Jays. It's it's in your court here. So obviously the public knows about the changes, but you've known for a while. And, not that uh, long. Not, no. but uh, at least a week. <laughs> I, I've known that. Once the Jays are done, I mean, same as the last two right, winters, right, right. like went to the morning show the one winter, went to drive time last winter. Like once the Jays are done, I'm doing something else that'll be Raptors heavy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's honestly, it's hard to focus on too much other than the Jays day to day right now. You're one of the more flexible guys, but uh, but you did know a week when things were a little bit dire. So how has the perspective <laughs> changed, at least in terms of, like, oh, that's my, that's going to be my start date and what the start date might look like now, given things have Improved. Yeah, I probably shouldn't say this on air, but uh, yeah, one thing is, is if the Jays didn't make the playoffs or don't make the playoffs, I get a little break before I join <laughs> yeah. the Raptors show. So it's like I look at those playoff odds every day and I'm like, OK, it fell to 33.6 percent. That means, OK, I got a 66.4 percent chance of getting a week off here. You got like you an know? Airbnb pending. Yeah, yeah exactly. Maybe I moved the date exactly. No, but like it, this is going to be obviously this team is good enough to be mm-hmm. in a playoff spot when they play relatively decent baseball. They look like a playoff team and it'll be so much much fun. I mean, we won't get games at the Rogers Center unless they make the ALDS, mm-hmm. but that would be a, a ton of fun as well, given how good the crowds have been this year, Texas series aside. So, yeah, I mean, I thought of that a little bit, but mostly I was just like, please make the playoffs. Yes. Like, like, it's it's going to be mean, such a... it's an, best for everyone. Yeah, and it's such a underwhelming and, like, under-deliver on the season if they mm-hmm. don't. I mean, I think if they get knocked down the wild card, it's still so a big bad, under-deliver yeah. too, but... Um, yeah, so just get it together. So what's holding them back from fully being in that spot right now, besides the other teams beating up on each other, which will help, though, because they're going to do that for the next seven games. Um, they're up and down stretch here, but they're going to play the Yankees again, which looks like a nice... Garrett uh, Cole, though. Yeah, that's Get your uh, wake and rake strikeout oh, props we've ready. we got that. Mm. But then they've got the Rays, and they might not be playing for something if they can get out of that situation as well. But there could be some easier games, but there could be some must-wins as well. Yeah, I think the the imperative for the Blue Jays is to try to get this work done as early as possible. So um, if you're looking at those Texas and Seattle games and the one series that Houston plays in there, if the Jays win six games the rest of the way, they're in. That is, like, obviously they can win four or five Mm -hmm. and get in still, depending on how things go. But if you go six and four, you're in. And I think if you look at things like, well, Vlad's dealing with a knee issue and you say Kikuchi's trap is cramping because he only got 30 hours of sleep. He's and, on morning show hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you look at things like that, if you look at that right now, Kevin Gosman's lined up to start game 162. Well, damn, wouldn't you love to mm-hmm. bump that to game one of the wildcard series? The earlier you can get this work done, the better you're going to feel about it. You don't want to go into that last series of the season, even if Tampa doesn't have anything to play for at that point. You don't want to go into that no. series needing to win two games or needing to look at the scoreboard. So I think there's a real urgency here. I, I thought last night was a really really big game just with Garrett Cole starting today and all those other teams not in action today where like today's the one you could probably stomach losing in this series Mm -hmm. Um, and again Garrett Cole's going to win the Cy Young probably he's very very good Uh, I think he's like 12 or 11 and two-thirds inning shutout against the Jays this year they've 
not had a good time with them. Um, but yeah, I think the the big thing is the earlier you get your work done, the more you can, hey, Vlad, take this extra day off. Hey, Kikuchi, we're going to skip your start once mm-hmm. and Bowden Francis is going to get a look or, you know, Gosman, we're going to skip your start and line you up for the wild card. So I, if I'm them, I mean, the trop's the trop. I don't know what's going to happen down there. But yeah, I'm trying to foot on the gas here because mm-hmm. I'd much rather be able to line my stuff up during that weekend series next week. Yeah, 5-0 and oh, since the Texas series has given them a little safe net right like it was about winning series if they just won series if they averaged two of three I mean that was definitely going to get it done but five and oh to start has certainly helped and by virtue today it will be a different Yankees team just because of Garrett Cole being on Mm -hmm. on the mound but are you and I know you're deeper in it than we are but are you stunned at this Yankees team just seeing it play out over the course of the last 18 (laughs) innings not really like there's obviously the element of they have so many guys on the IL um, but also like this is a team that their average position player age at the start of the season when everyone was healthy was like 104. Like they have, and they have like yes. $170 million for next year's payroll still tied up. And that's before we get to like an ARB number for Glaber Torres and things like that. That is like just the big ticket items who are, with the exception of Aaron Judge, underperforming. Like Giancarlo Stan has four years and 118 million left on that deal. They ate like six million on Josh Donaldson for him good. to go play for the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Like they they have just continued to kind of and this is the Yankees have always done this and you know, before the competitive balance tax or before, you know, a team like the Rays or the Orioles smartened up, they could get away with it because you could just chase mm-hmm. good money with bad and or bad money with good and, and just kind of, hey, okay, well Giancarlo Stanton's out of here. We ate a hundred million dollars. Who's the next Giancarlo Stanton? Um but the AL East is too competitive for that now where a 500 season just doesn't do enough. An Aaron Judge MVP season doesn't do enough. So um, not entirely surprised. No, like I think it's mm-hmm. cool for them that they have, you know, they might start six guys today who are 26 or under and like that's, that's cool, fun. but that's not what Yankees baseball is about, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they could get there with Anthony Volpe and Jason Dominguez before the injury, but yeah. like a Yankees fan base is not conditioned to, oh man, maybe Everson Pereira is something like <laughs> that's not what this fan base is used to. So no, to see it in person though, like you look at that lineup. Austin Wells is like cool mustache, maybe a decent price. He's a 25 year old rookie hitting cleanup for them. And he has like a WRC plus of zero mm-hmm. so far. And he was only like an average bat as like an overage prospect. Like this is the spot they're in. It's pretty, it's pretty underwhelming. I don't know if you guys saw the Kevin Gosman quote from last night, but basically he, I'm paraphrasing here, mm-hmm. but he was like, once we got a run on the board, like I knew I wasn't going to pitch to judge. I was going to pitch around Torres mm-hmm. a little bit. And like, if someone else in that lineup beats me, then someone in that lineup beats me. And he walked Judge twice, he walked Torres once, and nobody else came close to touching him. Where are you at with Kevin Gosman? Because it hasn't been prolific Kevin Gosman for the last couple starts, but he's still the ace. He's still the guy I think you want for starting game one of a wild card series. But is it been a little fatigue? Maybe he's had a lot of innings pitch. He's been, you know, shouldering a little bit of the, the four man roster for a little bit. And he did talk about that earlier in the season, or are we still at a comfortable level with him? Yeah. It's a, you know, there, there are some warning signs there and yeah, the, the level that these guys have carried, like the Jays last night became the first team since 2019 to have four starters go 30 starts each. Like that's like nobody does that anymore. Um, and yeah, the pandemic shortened seasons in there or whatever, but it's still it's still really impressive the load these four guys have carried. Now, Kevin Gosman, each of the last, I think, three, two seasons, three seasons, his, his last season here and then his two in San Fran, he cooled off a little bit in September and October. He was not super effective down the stretch last year either. So you have to look at things like that. We know the splits when he gets an extra day of rest built around an off day. That's kind of why, you know, say Kikuchi can't make his start on Sunday. 
I might just bullpen day it instead of having Gosman start mm. on regular rest and punt the extra off day there. So there are some things like that. There are also some interesting splits of Gosman um, against top 10 offenses versus against the rest of the league where those offense, obviously better offenses are better, right? Shocker that a pitcher struggles. <laughs> you against can't have more. the Yankee but, tactic where it's like, Oh, I only have to worry about two guys. Yeah. It's but the, the splits are pretty dramatic. Like his ERA almost doubles against those teams. Mm. So there are some things to keep an eye on, but like Kevin Gosman's been one of the best pitchers in baseball for three and a half seasons yeah. now. So I'm going to, I'm going to trust that more than some of these minor flags, but they're flags that like, the Jays are sitting down and they're, you know, if they draw Baltimore, say Tampa catches Baltimore, well, Baltimore had like a really aggressive contact oriented mm-hmm. approach to get Gosman out of those games early. Every time he's faced them, they're going to have to dig in on that and game plan around that. Um, you know, a team like Minnesota, maybe less adept to, to take advantage of that. But mm-hmm. if the Jays end up in the second wild card spot, you know, it's Tampa or Baltimore who have seen them a lot. So um, yeah, some, some flags there, but with the exception of, you know, half a dozen guys in the AL right now, most pitchers have uh, something like that on the record at this point. I was spreading some Vlad misinformation yesterday, so I'll let I'll go to the source <laughs> here. Uh, he how- guaranteed that Vladdy would play yesterday <laughs> at 6 a.m. Paraphrasing. No, paraphrasing. I'm pretty sure he said it. Uh, and he didn't. Uh, <laughs> I believe you bet your spot on the morning <laughs> yes, show. If, if Vlad doesn't off. play, I will leave the morning show Uh-oh. and go to the 6 to 7 time go. slot. And, and now it's uh, Gunnis, as yeah. we we're calling him, coming Gunness. in. But at uh, least now in your new time slot, you'll know the lineup every day. And, and hope ex- so. Exactly. No more. Uh, no more predictions. Uh, but do you have a prediction? I suppose on uh, what's happening here. Like how severe, how worrisome should this be? And understanding, you know, Vlad's had a disappointing season, but Vlad is ultimately still very, very crucial to the success of this team. If not just being in the middle of that lineup to be someone that a Kevin Gosman type has to be at least concerned with. Yeah, I'm concerned. Um, look, look, Vlad almost never misses games, mm-hmm. right? He's played through the wrist thing. He's played through a knee thing a couple times. This, I'm concerned because it's rare for him to miss a game. I'm concerned because yesterday was, you know, when you lay out what the schedule looks like the rest of the season, yesterday was a big one. Like mm-hmm. I said, I thought that was a really big game. Um, you look at, this is the third time that knee's flared up this year. They say there's nothing structural, but when you just have kind of that persistent soreness in it, um, he missed a couple games earlier in the year. There were also, this is something fun um so it's not public yet but we have like a back end into bat speed data that's coming um for major league baseball and one of the things the that nerds I'm, are pumped it's another morning. one i gotta wrap my head around it's, <laughs> honestly chris black and i talked about it the other day it's not going to be anything where like like you shouldn't see a baseball savant red or blue okay. like because bat speed you can slow your bat down and that's a good thing right like Kevin biggio season the bat speed has gotten progressively slower mm. and the bat planes gotten progressively flat he's made that decision of like mm. i'm gonna cover more plate i'm gonna use all fields more but it'll be interesting to see something like hey Vlad had this knee injury two times before it did affect his swing when he came back the first couple games so that's something I'm going to look in uh, hopefully I'll have time before my show today Um, but yeah like he wasn't very good after he came back from those last couple times so I'm not saying it's the end of the world I think it's smart that they got him an off day but this is pretty rare for Vlad to miss baseball uh, we're talking with, chatting with Blake Murphy, host of Jay's Talk Plus, uh, later to come. Bat speed, hopefully, on the show. Um, okay, so you mentioned Kevin Biggio. I think he's been a really exciting point of emphasis over the last little bit here with the Blue Jays. John Schneider believes in him, and he's proving that you should believe in him. Um, playing cleanup, I mean, it was <laughs> kind of a surprise, but that's the situation they're in. They don't have a cleanup hitter. Uh, what have you seen in terms of his confidence shift Um also defensively, we can't, we have to talk about offense, but the defense as well has been really important for the yeah, team. Yeah, it was uh, it was fascinating. So when they were last here, I talked to me, Dan Schulman, and Kevin Biggio were having a conversation on the field before the game and kind of asked them about that play he had made at mm-hmm. third base, the tag and throw, and like what's going through your head. And it's one of those things where like, 
he he did explain it, but it's it's almost a it's really hard to explain your instincts, right? Like, hey, I saw something developing and bang, bang, just thought to do it. There was the play earlier in the year, the double play at first base where he made the tag and then throw mm-hmm. instead of the the step on the bag and then throw. Little things like that that like he doesn't have a ton of experience playing first base defensively. That catch and he yesterday? Ha- yeah. And Unreal. he hasn't played a ton of third base the last couple of years. He hadn't played right field until last year. Um, so it, it's really impressive on the defensive side. And I think that when you look at, you know, what this front office is prioritized in bench guys, and it's mm. a little bit of Tampa Bay Rays brain, right? Of like, hey, it's better to be okay at every position than good at any position. It's like Isak Paredes can play a bunch of positions mediocrely, and that's more valuable than having like a really good defensive second baseman the way that they're built. And that was kind of where Cavan slotted in. But now the value goes up. Like if you think back to like way back to Ben Zobris there and, and Bizio's not the hitter Zobris was, but if you can be like an above average defender at a couple different positions, and I think we can say that about him at first base and third base and then right field, even if he comes out to average or whatever, that becomes like immensely valuable. You look ahead to this offseason where this team has holes, free agent holes at third, second, left mm-hmm. field, and DH. I'm not saying you pencil Kevin Biggio into one of those, but if you're looking at the free agent market and a negotiation falls through with a third baseman and you're like, shoot, our backup plans a second baseman well then you could pencil Biggio from second to third or if you can't land a fourth outfielder you can pencil Biggio as your fourth there's a lot of flexibility that comes with that and then the other side of this and it's not really like a quantifiable thing is he means a lot to this team like him coming up with Biggio with uh, Bichette and Vlad like Biggio is a more traditional like like Bo's pretty keep to himself lead by example mm. Biggio is a little bit more of what you typically think of with like a captain type. Mm-hmm. Um, so he means a lot to that room. Like when he turned when he started turning around in May and then got hot a little bit coming out of the all-star break, like the guys really got behind him. That was uh that's a big component of this uh, as well. And then, you know, if we're being honest about what a playoff lineup is going to look like, if Brandon Belt's back, if Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is healthy, he's also a guy who's, like, shown you now he can come in off the bench and, like, still do a job. And not everyone can do that, right? Like, pinch hitting's a, a really hard thing, and he's had some, some pretty monster pinch hits this year. You're like the Cavan Biggio of this station. I guess. that's That would have been an insult a couple months ago. <laughs> no, but now <laughs> so you tread, do it all. Tread carefully. You do it all. You fill in. You are important to the lineup. You're just like Kevin Biggio. There you go. Uh, what's what's the tell for you that Bo is back back? Mm, yeah, I, I don't really know because like Bo, when Bo's struggling, the, play, the plate appearances look fairly similar to me. Mm-hmm. I think chase chasing pitches low out of the zone is usually a red flag. Um, he is... He chases. He's super aggressive up there, right? It's one of the hard things when he's struggling is you can't go to Bobachet and be like, hey, be a little less aggressive because mm. then Bobachet's not Bobachet. And him being so aggressive is what makes him so hard to pitch to is as a pitcher, you know that with two strikes, you have to come over the plate because he's the best two strike foul ball guy in baseball. Um, but for me, you know, even if you accept a little bit of, hey, he's going to swing and miss some stuff outside of the zone, especially when he's protecting and things like that, it's the low stuff that raises a bit of a flag just because that's not stuff he can do damage on. If he swings at a bad inside pitch, he can get around on that and pull. If he swings at a bad outside pitch, he can kind of slow pitch style, poke it into right field or line it into right field. It's the stuff below the zone where it's, man, if you swing at that, like what are you even doing with it? Um, so the absence of that kind of usually tells me that that Bo's 
in a good spot and seeing the ball well, um, the results are going to come regardless. Like that homer he hit the other day mm. um, to the opposite feels like it looked like a three-quarter swing and like you knew right away. He's just, mm. I don't know, it's, it's kind of similar to what I was saying with the instincts about defense. Is like he's a guy that you just kind of know from the swings too because the swing's so pretty and his play coverage is, is so elite. Uh, Blue Jays surfacing uh, as the third best record in the American League was like kind mm. of a shock given how uh, last week went, but also like we've understood where they've been in the pecking order for most of the season, right? Like it's it's distance between them and the elite, I guess, of the American League East, and everyone else is kind of sort of in the mix. But even the elite, I- I'm not sure how they stack up against, say, an Atlanta Braves team. I- I- like there are holes with Baltimore, despite how brilliant they've been. They're dealing with key injuries or a key injury right now. Uh, and-, and and Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay has always had the absence of, not the absence of elite talent always. They clearly have that, but they're not built the same way that, you know, other elite teams, big market teams like the LA Dodgers uh, would be built despite obvious connections there in terms of management. But that's a long way of saying, like, is there a truly, 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 truly elite team in the American League East? What does that mean for the Blue Jays, who are going to be competing in a tournament, we hope, with the American League's best soon enough? Like, I'm not sure I'm seeing Braves in the American League. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I think the Braves and I would say the Dodgers as well. Like yeah. both of those teams are better than what we have in the American League. And some of that is like the NL's weaker, right? Like you look at the NL wildcard race, that's even crazier than the AL wildcard race. And where in the AL it's like, damn, all these teams are good and might win 90 games and I don't think if you're Tampa you want to play any of them. Mm. And then in the NL it's like, I don't care about the Diamondbacks if I'm the Milwaukee like the Brewers aren't that good either, but like, yeah, I don't care about the Diamondbacks or the Reds getting in there. There's not that same level of depth, but nobody in the AL can touch Atlanta, uh, certainly for lineup depth. And now that they're getting a couple pitchers back healthy at the tail end here. And I don't think anyone could really touch the Dodgers anyway. I didn't think that when the Dodgers were struggling earlier either. Um, now in the American league though, these teams have obviously won 90 plus games against a tougher slate of competition. I think, you know, I agree with you that Baltimore is, I'm not going to take them lightly. They've mm-hmm. beat the brakes off the Jays this year and just mm-hmm. about everyone else. Um, but they have like, their They're starting rotation. Team. Yeah. Their starting rotation is also entirely built on depth, right? So you look ahead to what does their rotation look like in a playoff series? And yeah, Grayson Rodriguez is awesome. Um, but like they've moved their deadline acquisition, Jack Flaherty to the bullpen. And John Means is really good, but he's two starts back from Tommy John. Like, they have some real questions about what a playoff rotation looks like for them. I think Tampa's really good, and you kind of trust their ability to raise up a series and, like, hey, get every little advantage. But honestly, and this is a a weird, maybe a weird take given what the standings look like, I really do think the Astros are the best team in the American League. I think their, their lineup depth, their pitching depth, like, they haven't done it yet, but they'd be the team that... And they're the if Astros. I, if yeah. I had to pick right now, I would pick them to come it's out of the American like, League. It's like, is there a reason to uh, depart from the default? And the default's the Astros, right? Yeah. And, and that, that's what I've been thinking about. It's like, is there a team that's better yeah. than Houston? Then I'm looking at Houston, yeah, I'm like... You got, you got to knock the champ out. You can't win on the scorecards, yeah, right? It, if the Astros it, were the exactly. best team in the AL... You got to you got to make a definitive case there and they're going to finish with the, you know, I mean, right now they're fourth, but like they're going to get the the buy. It looks like mm-hmm. if, if as long as they, you know, take care of a, a mm-hmm. fairly light schedule this last week. So is there a best path for the Blue Jays? Is it the Twins? Is it the Rays? <laughs> is it the Orioles? And I know we don't want to be like piggy, like, you know, 
being greedy and picking which is which. Did you say piggy or like, picky? Picky, but then I think I almost said piggybacking and picky. Uh-huh. But either way, you're not going to be trying to be picky to, you know, scoreboard watch and try to win one or lose one. But what's the best pass for the Yeah, I mean, I would prefer the Twins to the Rays or the Orioles. Um, their offense is fine, but it's not nearly as threatening as the other two. Um the thing you're looking at with them, though, is Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray are both Cy Young candidates. Mm-hmm. So whereas the Jays are probably comfortable with, say, Gosman, Kikuchi, Barrios, if that's the three, if you line that up against most teams in a while, Minnesota's probably the one team where you're like, okay, you concede the starting pitching yeah. edge to Minnesota. Oh. But the Jays' offense is notably better than them, even with some of the additions that they've made here. Um, yeah, just I, and like the record is... Solid, but it's very AL Central inflated. So um, it, it's their overall quality level falls off a little bit after those two starters. But it's a wild card series. We saw last year against Seattle how even one good starter can uh, can kind of swing a series like that. There are, there are no good options. As much as I like to dump on the AL Central, like mm-hmm. the the Twins are pretty good at the top well, of that rotation. Lots of Blue Jays fans there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the other thing. Is like, do you want to? Do you want to go to the trop? Mm-hmm. I mean, not us. Well, we're not going. No, but like, given not. like the Jays have, I don't have the stat handy. But over the last decade, they have like dramatically the worst splits. Yeah, the house of horrors. Yeah, and like I'm not talking the Jays play the worst at Tropicana Field of anywhere the Jays play. I'm saying the Jays play worse at Tropicana Field than any team plays <laughs> anywhere over the last decade of baseball. It's cursed. What What is the thing, uh, the last question for you, that an optimist should be clinging to when looking at the entire landscape here? Yeah, I think, you know, the biggest thing if you're a Jays fan, and we've talked about a couple times this year, is, you know, this is maybe the best pitching staff you'll ever see mm-hmm. for the Blue Jays. They're arguably the best pitching staff in baseball, and they're in control of their destiny here down the stretch without the lineup ever really clicking. And look, that that is 152 games in. That can be a big negative because you might just throw up your hands and say it's never going to click. But we know the history of baseball. We know what happens when you get in. We know what this looks like if Vlad is fine and continues his heater from last week. We know what this looks like if Bo gets a little hot here and what he did the last two Septembers and things like that. So I think if you're an optimist, you look and say, well, the pitching staff's in terrific shape and the offense hasn't clicked yet, but you can still see it happening. Um, and then, yeah, you look at none of these teams, in the American League East, like we just like there is no Braves. Mm-hmm. There's no team that you're going into it. Like there is no team you'll face in the American League playoffs where you don't think you have a reasonable chance of beating. Mm-hmm. Them. I'm not saying you're the favorite, but every one of those American League teams, you'd be like, yeah, Jays can beat that team if X, Y, Z goes right. And I think that's a that's a good spot to be. And it's not it's not sneak in to get the crap kicked out of you and like last year happened, but there are some years where a wildcard team sneaks in and they don't have a, they don't have a prayer. That's not the case this year. Every American league series feels like it could be, it could be completely non-competitive. Like you could see that, but you could also, I wouldn't be surprised by a single upset. Really? No, I don't think so. I think no matter how it looks. Yeah. Like I, I'd be a little surprised if Minnesota like went on a deep run, just given what their offense looks like. like, Whatever their first round matchup. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, they, they've got Lopez guys. and Gray, yeah. like, mm-hmm. like line them up. They're going to have arguably the two best starters in any series. Um, so that's a, that's a huge thing. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if any of these teams, like we've seen how hot Texas and Seattle can get. Yeah. So like we've seen it from that. Honestly, the Jays are the only team in the American League playoff pitcher that it. hasn't had, yeah. like this is our, this is only their second five game winning streak of the entire mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're saving it for when it matters most. And if they get hot at the right time, you'll be on Jay's Talk Plus for quite a while longer. We hope that's the case. Uh, Blake Murphy of Jay's Talk Plus. And, of course, joining the Raptor show full-time when that 
time permits. We appreciate you coming on today. Thanks for having me, and good luck with the uh, the new time slot. Thank next you. Week. It. Thank you. Next week. No, it's no, we're okay. You we're, guys get a week off. We also get in that time off. Nice. <laughs> so don't ask questions. We got some leaf broadcast. <laughs> yeah, we got some leaf broadcast. Some. We'll be busy. Good anyway. luck. Thanks, Blake. We'll see you around. Uh, Blake Murphy and our insider brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com. As we mentioned, the Raptors show will be getting Blake full time when Raptor season begins. But in the meantime, Jay's Talk Plus still cooking strong. Blair and Barker still going strong as well. Um, so we're not, you know, not giving up on those Blue Jays. They can make a long run. They've only done it really twice this season for five games. But I guess the I like the optimist vision is that They've never really been the best team in baseball. So when do you want to do that? In September and October. Yeah, that'd be a good thing. Uh, I'll say it because he's left the studio. I mean, if you were like three years ago, hey, let's dream Raptors show. <laughs> it, it, it's Murphy, it's Alex Wong, and it's Will Liu. Like, unbelievable. That's going to be a treat sure be, for yeah. Raptors fans and, of course, uh, any sports fan in Toronto. So we mentioned it early on the show. Um, if you missed it this morning or you missed it at the end of last show yesterday. Um, there is a new Sportsnet 590, the fan lineup starting um, just around the corner for the morning show. It will start on Monday. Uh, tomorrow is our last day as the co-hosts of the fan morning show. Brent Ben Ennis and Brent Gunning will take over on Monday and usher you into that journey moving forward. They're going to join us after the break. Uh, is it Gunnis or Enning? Because you just have to, you have to combine them. It's just, it's just, just the way you delivered that. There's one that's easier than the yeah, other. Yeah, is it okay? Um, they'll join us after the break. We'll go through maybe some tips and tidbits for them as they start their new journey on Monday. And the rest of our lineup, uh, we can give you all of that information after the break. And we'll send in wake and rakes. We almost had it, Justin. Oh, I was watching that Blue Jays game, thinking there's no mm. chance, one nothing. Then it ends six one, and you had the. Over seven and a half. Uh, but you know what? It's We were so close that today's the day. The ump show, he, he didn't help me much. No, Everything he, being he called a strike did not help the over uh, <laughs> yesterday. Maybe we need to launch an investigation. No, I think uh, let's just bounce back today and get a win. Okay. All right, all that next on the Fan Morning Show. Dive deep into Toronto sports and the NFL. The J.D. Bunkus podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Justin and Ailish back on the Fan Morning Show uh, for one more day after we sign off today because Ben Ennis and Brent Gunning, who are here in studio, will be taking over the new Fan Morning Show starting Monday morning. Gentlemen, welcome. We're working on your name. Is it Gunnis or Enning? No. Wow. We're not that close. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, I can tell you. You work on that. A quick yeah. no in no. contemplation for yeah. that. It's definitely not Enning. No. No, Gunnis no, is neither. Gunnis is good. Only if a certain beer wants to oh, wholly back us in that way, then go. then maybe okay, we can go yeah. that route. But I'm no, I am we are not a couple in the O three <laughs> People magazine yeah. era. If we can one day reach the heights of that, then maybe we get a name like that. But I don't think we can just That's do it true. Off we can't off. come out of the out of the gates like that. No. Right. We gotta build uh, trust it'd, be, and, it'd be full, and you as a Seinfeld guy will love it. It'd yeah. be full, I'm T-Bone. No, you're not. No, we'll you don't tell make you, up your own We'll tell nickname. you what your nickname is. Yeah, okay, that's a great so point. we're talking off the air about the morning routine, and obviously you guys are going to get into it real quick on Monday. Um, Justin and I, I've been doing this for two years. You've been doing it for one, so mm-hmm. my body's like programmed. But 
Monday morning rolls around. What's the situation? I know you filled in a few times, but this is now real deal forever for moving forward, like getting your body into routine. What do you have planned? I, okay, I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm going to wake up earlier than I probably should. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's see how this works out. But yeah, Uh-oh. first day I'm definitely going to work up. Uh, first wake day of school. Up. Yeah, I'm going to wake you just up early. Say and I'm going to before the show. Honestly, if you work I out was thinking show, about that. You'd be fired up. <laughs> okay, so I'm 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 doing a new thing. Like in my everyday life, I'm having a cold shower for two minutes it's every a real morning. Thing. People are doing it. Mm. And and the way it was explained to me, and the way it's worked for me, is start your day off with the hardest, worst thing that you can think of. <laughs> then it gets better from there. And the rest of your day is a lot better than the first two minutes of your day. It's miserable. I wake up at four in the morning. I'm going to have a two-minute cold shower. Hate my life. That sounds awful. And then when it ends, I'm going to be like, everything's uh, golden from here. And then, I I don't know, maybe honestly like a 10-minute stationary bike ride. Are you serious? I'm, I'm thinking if you, if you I got, got big plans. I got big plans, but call yeah. me in week two. The only way <laughs> I want that happening is if the 10 minute stationary bike ride happens in studio here and yeah. it is a full Ottawa Senators post game well, for the, the last minute the of the show. That's the only yeah. way I want to hear anything about this. Uh, that just sounds crazy. That sounds like doing way too much. The cold shower, you've been doing it good for you. I could never. <laughs> I just trudge through life with whatever I hand myself, I guess. So I'm going to get up at the same time I've been getting up and yeah just make some coffee and, and go for it you know that this, there's a gym at our office and it opens know. at 4 30 mm. so you would have time i walk by it Come every here. morning and i go huh, yeah, maybe, maybe then, next there's always one maniac there is a person in there at 4 30 i've seen this guy it's i don't know what their job is they don't work on our station because i've never seen them before but they're here at 4 30 working out and i every day kind of like turn my head to not feel probably not a job that requires you probably not a job that requires you to be super in shape and working out at 4 30 in the morning whatever it is that person does someone (laughs) working in a new standard about to be set here i again like i i always have big plans and and then yeah week two rolls along and and none of it has come to fruition but Mm -hmm. yeah i i think part of it is is having structure right like taking care of your body that's important i mean it doesn't matter what you do i don't think necessarily the human body was meant to wake up at four in the morning we're gonna give her a go though i think you can do i think you're gonna do it you're adaptable ben you're fine you're you're malleable we've seen it your your long tenure here i uh (laughs) i i have no doubts about your ability gutter is kind of the authority on this though because he would like we ailish and i probably did at least 10 shows Uh each with you over Mm -hmm. the course of the summer or at least dating back to uh when vacation would realistically start and he was always like, it was a non-issue ever. Really like isn't. he just had complete control over his mornings always, which was like because he's always miserable. So that, <laughs> and, and there is, there no is a certain something to just living your life in a state of irkedness yeah. that getting. Oh, it doesn't matter. Honestly, Two o'clock in the afternoon, great, four in the morning. Really, it's all the same if yeah. I'm not golfing. So, yeah, that's actually it's a really good point. But it won't be like when I had McKee in here with me in the summer and I was just screaming at him on that air. Might- Your professionalism <laughs> will, uh, will shine through, It might I'm have sure. been the McKee contrast where it was yeah. just like, oh, this is miserable. So look at him. But it was really just more about McKee and not about gunning. Uh, if I could impart any mm-hmm. advice, not that you're asking for advice. I need I'm someone to carry some. on the tradition of PVRing late games. My strategy mm. for the this late game. So you yeah. do this. I don't do this. So it's a psycho. 10.30 games. Of course, uh-huh. you got to stay up. Like, what are you yeah. going to do? 10.30 San Jose. What <laughs> are you going to do for 10.30 San Jose? My mm-hmm. strategy, and we would argue about the merits of this all the time, is go to bed early, 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 He's early, talking early, like early, 8 early. or 9. I'm talking oh, about 7.30 if you can oh, get in. Oh, God. 
early. It's actually not bad. And then you get up and you watch it in the space of 90 minutes rather than the full two oh, and a half hours. I love that. And okay, you're starting well, you your one. day. No, Maybe no, you're no, on no, the bike I, when I, it's on. I just, I, I figured I had to, to bite the bullet and just go into See, work on two and a half hours. 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. is better than... 1.30 to 4.30, you know what the, I'm telling you. The best is. idea would be hmm. that Sportsnet 590, the fan, ponies up a driver for us, Brent. Yes. We just sit in the back, see you and watching the uh, yes. uh, Leafs you, game on playback on, on like an that. iPad. That is that is the best. Uh, you guys are like coming from the same direction. Yeah. You guys could carpool here. Yeah, yeah okay. a lot of people have suggested to. that to us, and both of us, eh. Well, then you're talking <laughs> the whole time. You're running out of stuff to talk about. Well, there's that, and there's also the, the more... Then, then fifty fifty chance that we're we're miserable mm-hmm. until the mic flips on. Yeah, because I will I will say even me who is like I am I'll say it I'm truly the king of mornings. I love it. I've always been a morning guy. <laughs> I go back to my I go back to my high school hockey practices and my teammates just I've underrated you. Yeah, shut okay. up at me. It's, why are you talking? Why? Why? I'm like, well, I'm awake, so obviously I'm uh, gonna talk. But even I do need the car yeah. ride to. Have a have some music get me going or have something to wake me up a little. So that yeah. is one thing you're gonna have to get used to, Ben, is like he's full out conversation when you okay. first arrive. No, but I I again I like to think I'm malleable. You know, I'll be honest with you two. I'm just coming in uh, for a fill in, so I'm just I just do what I wanna do. But you know, you and I, <laughs> there'll be more ground rules oh, here. If you yeah. want me to be quiet like in the morning, the, I can the do the fury that. in my eyes yeah, exactly. when you're communicating <laughs> yeah. to me at five thirty and you'll decide, yeah, exactly. maybe not a great maybe, idea. Maybe just keep that. Yeah. To myself. Right. One of the things that I do on the drive-in, and, and I encourage it for you, is to listen to either our Jay's post-game um, Jay's talk or mm-hmm. our Leafs talk, and we'll have both options very soon. Um, Jay's hopefully making a lengthy run. Blue, uh, Leafs just around the corner. Excitement level for both. Maybe having to cover both at the same time, which would be really nice if the Blue Jays make a little bit of a run. Honestly, this is the ideal time to be starting a show. Mm-hmm. Like in, I've, I've been at the station a little bit. Uh, a number of years. And and usually, you know, these type of transitions happen at the beginning of September, which you think of as like, now it's go time for mm-hmm. sports, like after Labor Day, which it kind of is, kind of It always feels though. like it, but it it's, never is. It's yeah. not, right? Now is kind of the go time. This is it. October, we got mm-hmm. Leafs camp uh, underway. We mm-hmm. got preseason hockey. We're going to be breaking out Leafs sends over the weekend on Monday. You say that sarcastically. Yeah, I say that <laughs> no, very seriously. No. William Center? I, uh, oh, the yeah. takes. No, it's, it's actually an ideal time to be <laughs> starting a show there's so much a cavalcade of uh, a, a veritable cornucopia of, of oh sporting there you go uh, that's, options and Alice was proud those of those are some big words. earlier and that's, yeah. that's that's beyond the and, bail yeah the 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 jays not having to be furious at them that's mm, that's gonna be good that, uh, well I, I guess fingers crossed <laughs> well, there's but time like, buddy I, I i suppose it's true i mean wouldn't it be very jays to seemingly punch your ticket to the postseason after a four-game series mm-hmm. sweep at the hands of the Rangers, yes. win five straight, and then to punt the rest of the season. Would that be worse than having your superstar center fielder and superstar shortstop run into each other in an 8-1 game bad. in the playoffs? Oh. That'd be worse than that? Or I guess that's the thing. Is the, honestly, the way last year ended, I don't know that there's a, a lower than that. I suppose missing the playoffs is, but yeah. I don't know, is it? When you see last year. I don't know. I, I did watch the four games against the Rangers, and I I do think about the possibility like of, 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 yeah, I mean, and and the, the wild swings of emotion. Mm-hmm. And now the fact that you got the seven games between the Rangers and yeah. Mariners and that the bar for entry now or the bar that you need to reach to get into the postseason so is so damn low. And the Yankees stink to, to yes. absolute high heavens. They have two major league caliber hitters <laughs> in that nine-man lineup that, yeah, I, I think... 
I think missing out on a playoff spot now, despite the fact that I thought it was like fait accompli mm-hmm. last week, I think at this point would be probably worse even than losing yeah. game two um, after game one where Alec <laughs> Manoa, you know, kind of showed the signs that he would be the guy mm-hmm. he's been this year. A little tease there. Uh, in terms, like, the goalposts have obviously shifted, right? Like, last week, it's like, oh, they're not making it at all. Now it's like, yeah, they're, like, it's it's really, really likely that they get in there. But that wasn't the expectation coming into the season. But I'm looking around, like, the AL landscape, and I'm like, I'm not seeing anyone who's going to just run through every team here. Like, I go back to the default, because the default's Houston Astros. I, are the Orioles as good as them? I don't really know, but Houston's not playing very well. Like, in terms, it's, the objective now is getting in, but, like, are you allowing yourselves, after what's been a really positive five-day stretch, but a five-day stretch against Boston and New York nonetheless, to dream about be, it being more than just wild card, it going well, way it, further than that? Yeah, I mean, here's the, the dirty little truth about the <laughs> Toronto Blue Jays. They're actually kind of made to win postseason mm-hmm. baseball. I mean, you look at the way Jordan Hicks has, mm-hmm. has looked most nights, including last night, throwing 102. Very good. Again, carving up a Yankees lineup is not very good, but has looked generally that there's way. there's three digits on the radar. Exactly. Then. And, yeah, Jordan Romano, uh, I mean, you, I know Jordan Romano, I guess people are hot and cold on Jordan Romano. Look at the save percentage of oh. this, this Blue Jays team compared to the rest of Major League Baseball, among the best. And he's been among the best relievers since yep. he's been converted to the Blue Jays' closer. The the starting staff, while they don't have the one-two punch of uh, um, uh, Noah and Gossman anymore, they still have the one punch and then the one A punch of uh, Barrios or Kikuchi if he gets the right amount of sleep. Um, yeah, and and you, th- that's what's so frustrating about the season, though, right? Is that the bar for success for this offense was super super low, and they couldn't they couldn't reach that low bar for long stretches of the season. So if you if you get one or two of these bats starting to heat up and and whether Bo Bichette returns to his pre-IL form and you know Vladdy the knee thing not being super serious it, there is like there's a a very clear formula I think for this team to not just get into the postseason but go on a bit of a run you need your four starters who have given you pretty much consistently good to great outings all year long to give you that and you need two or three bats to heat up. That's kind of the recipe Mm -hmm. for this team. They're not going to go win a bunch of, they're not going to just turn around who they are and go win a bunch of eight, six games or anything like that. But we see bit playoff baseball all the time. Teams are so much quicker to pull a starter and most teams are not going to a pen that looks like the Jays is. So I know no one ever wants to hear it. And it is such a, it's such a tough thing to kind of wrap your head around, but yes, this is a team that can totally go on a run. And I'd also just like to take a little bit of a victory lap. I have never wavered. I said this team was getting in. I didn't say it was going to be easy. I said it'd be by the absolute skin of their teeth. But even after that Rangers series, I said they were still going to get in. So just Brent was right. Just letting that be done. I missed that one. You were like the only guy in the city. The only guy. Only guy. Literally. Well done. Me and Makita back-to-back shows barbecuing the team. And then I said, by the way, by the way, they're going to get in. Uh, Yeah. The the closest I came was before I barbecued them, I did the caveat of like, it's baseball. Who knows? (laughs) Anything can happen. So I, I would also like to take a victory lap i was also correct because who knows it's baseball okay. and baseball's happened it's true uh we got a couple minutes got to get to the leafs here uh there's some negativity maybe even on the station about the maple leafs and i'm kind of i'm looking at the roster i'm looking at the vibes i'm looking at you know tra living how he's talking yesterday I'm, I'm pretty impressed with everything and i, I might take from yesterday i think the city is going to love this team way more <laughs> than it did last year 
Do you guys, are you guys at all on board with that? Or is it going to be negativity because of the past? If it, if it starts bad, it will be negative. Like, let's not, let's not dance around that. If there is this 0-3 and and then they have a couple of overtime losses start like they had last year, it is going to be full meltdown city. I may have had a show or two you where I talked have. about uh, firing Sheldon Keefe in the beginning yeah. of last season. I don't know it is the start to the something for Sheldon Keefe, which always goes yeah. poorly. But there is also a large, large portion of this city that is ready to name schools and streets after Bertuzzi and Domi, mm-hmm. just seeing pictures of yeah. them with long hair and no, no teeth. teeth. I think works. there is, and you know, we don't need to turn everything into a relitigation of this, but there is just such a, you know, it's the factions of the fan base. We talked about it, Marner and Matthews or Dubas and Shanahan mm-hmm. or now Dubas and Living, and I just think there's so many people who are ready to flip the page from that that yeah. they are going to want to wrap their arms around them so long as they show a modicum of what well, it is people hope you're going to get out of Bertuzzi and Domi specifically. Know, I, I thought a lot about this as it pertains to the Blue Jays, right? Because there was a lot of hand-wringing about some of the attendance numbers during mm-hmm. that Rangers series and, and whether that had something to do with the style of play right. or how likable the team mm-hmm. was and Teoscar Hernandez and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. being cast aside and whether they they went they leaned too hard into the professionalism and lost what made the 2022 Blue Jays likable. It, it's important, and I do think the 2023-24 Toronto Maple Leafs are more likable. They're gonna do a lot more face punching. I mean, comparative. At least, at least like talk about it. Braves well, will. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, they have they have a yeah. designated face puncher, um, and it's been a while. But yeah, that that the, there is a point of diminishing returns on that, right? Mm-hmm. Like honestly, if uh, if you're a playoff team and and you're likable, that's acceptable. But if this team is, yeah, looking like they did, you know, early on last season, um, not looking capable on the blue line. I, okay, you can talk all, all you want about how those guys have a, a high Q rating among the fan base, but it's it's all about wins and losses. Yeah, yeah, it is all about wins and losses. And if it starts poorly, obviously, uh, there's going to be some negativity. But, like, they have what anyone would be clamoring for, which was it, which is high-end skill, the ability for four players to put up massive points. You've got the guys who are considered throwback that this city has wanted and always reveres. I just think they've they've hit a lot of boxes, and if they ever find a way to get an impact defenseman on this team, I could be. I think we could be thinking about more than just hey, uh, we like watching this team again. I, I I think there's potential here that maybe the city is oddly sleeping on with the Leafs team. Didn't you kind of just like add that last thing? Like that that seems like a, a more headline well, item. Uh, well, like, no, he's here. He just only comes out in the playoffs. It's Morgan Riley. If you sure. got the version of Morgan Riley you saw in the playoffs, playoff Mo, that is not. That's not unreal. Like, we have seen that now sure. to expect it for 82 games. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. We've also been down that road. But that that guy, that addition, that's the only way it's coming. There is no Eric Carlson or whoever just walking well, through Carlson, the door. They're going to make a trade. I mean, Trill Living's adding to this blue line, 100%. I mean, that's that's the start of every – I mean, every team that enters an NHL season is somewhat incomplete nowadays. And injuries happen. Things happen. I fully expect them to make a move to add to that blue line or you're wasting great, great potential. Yeah, it's just I think that move is much closer to Jake McCabe than it is impact defenseman. Perhaps. Okay, there was Uh, your tease. Of the morning show. <laughs> yeah, we should probably. We're up against the clock. We got to let him go. But right, uh, starting. I do no, challenge no. you guys to steal or poach one of JD's uh, interns because he's luck. got like he's 14 got... of them. We tried. <laughs> I think he kind of forgets who some of them are, though. There's so many running around. Yeah, I bet yeah, you could yeah, poach he's one. He's brainwashed them too much. There's, there's, one of them's kind of quiet. JD just like, was right. Be like, hey, come a little early.
earlier, we'll keep you. Uh, like well, that's Ben Ennis and Brent Gunning, as we mentioned. A new morning show starting on Monday. You get to hear these guys every morning. Kickstart your day. Uh, we're looking forward to passing the, the torch over to you guys. And I know you've already turned your mics off, but... Oh, J- yeah. Jay's under for Wake and Rake. Uh, just go with that. Never <laughs> fails. <laughs> Check in with me at week two of yeah. whether I'm doing uh, how's the, that the cardio workout. going. Yeah, not well. I wish Cold you guys the best of luck. Ten minutes yeah. on the bike. We Unlikely. wish you the best of luck. You're going to kill coming it. In, boys. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, ben Ennis, Brent Gunning. Uh, Monday morning, six a.m. You hear him bright and early. Um, okay, let's do a wake and rake to wrap up our show on Baby Friday. Wake up! Now it's time for wake and rake. You could be raking in the dough with your kind of accuracy. Show me the money. With Ailish and Justin. Well, Jay's unders are very popular pick today. Um, I feel like we can just lock that one in. Uh, it is under seven and a half. It's Garrett Cole on the mound and Jose Brios. And I think that that pretty much makes a lot of sense for That's us. That's what you're rolling with? Well, I think when we go through the picks, you'll notice it's a popular okay. one. Gunner did just say that one. Um, Niners on the spread, over 44 and a half. And Jay's plus money sweep. That's Eric, Biggie, and, er- and Burlington. Uh, we've got uh, Corey from Portop saying Darius Slayton over 34 and a half receiving yards. We've got Jag and Scarborough saying under for the Jays game or straight up money line. Love that. Uh, we've got Dan from Peterborough saying Jays on the money line tonight. Uh, we've got Courier Chris saying simple Jays money line tonight. Ooh, everyone's Brandon, fading Garrett Cole. Brandon from Keswick says Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown. Brock Purdy over one and a half touchdown passes and Niners on the spread. Ooh, I kind of like the McCaffrey anytime touchdown. That could be fun to cheer for. I think I was going to go Niners on the spread. They're playing the Giants, and we saw how that's You're you're laying 10? Laying 10 and a half? I'm laying 10 and a half. Okay. Um, We could do under on the Blue Jays. We could do under on the Blue Jays from the text line. Or it doesn't matter. What do you want to do? I'm going to give you you Rays on the run line. Uh, It's an early game, so I risk uh, blowing this parlay up before it can even start. Uh, But Eflin's on the bump. Mm. Uh, This Rays team... I think could be considered the best in the American League. If I'm going to uh, put my money somewhere, uh, I'm going to think about it a little more, but I think it might be the Rays. Uh, I just think they're the better team. Uh, they got one of their best pitchers on the mound, uh, and I think the Angels have completely packed it in, of course, without mm-hmm. Shohei, without Trout. Give me the Rays. Run line. Minus okay. 115, one and a half. Rays run line under in the Jays-Yankees game and Niners on the spread. That'll be our wake and rake. Plus 545 today. It's a low total. 44 points? Uh, well, the under... Danny Dimes just went It depends nuts. if you're getting the under at 7.5 or 7. So I guess you can juice it up a little bit more. No, down. I mean for the football game. Oh, yeah. I think that's right on for the Blue Jays. Yeah, Maybe, yeah, maybe you lean under just because it's Garrett yeah, Cole. Definitely. And Garrett Cole, and they, like the only thing that matters for the Yankee season is Garrett Cole finishing strong, winning mm-hmm. the Cy Young, at least it seems. <clears throat> so, yeah, I wouldn't be... I'm not... Uh, I'm not going over in Blue Jays. I don't think. No, you did that last night. Didn't even hit against and Michael King, who became a superstar well, King, with 13 Michael Ks. Michael King's got something, apparently. Michael K. Again, if that uh, same umpire. I know they rotate uh, rotation there. Uh, but that same umpire definitely helped that under uh, from hitting. But, yeah, I think the football game. Like, Danny Dimes showed something. 44 right. points. I don't think the 49ers are not going to score. So, Anyway, probably play that as well. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Ben Anderson, Brent Gunning, as we mentioned, just came in. They're going to be the host of the new Fan Morning Show on Monday. For those that have missed it, um, our announcement is that we're moving to the Fan Pregame, a new show with Justin and I from 6 to 7 p.m., from a.m. to p.m., from early bird. Dawn till dusk. From early bird to night owl will That's be us. One. And yeah. uh, that will be on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. And, of course, uh 
Sports at 360. And so we'll be teeing you up for the night of action ahead. We're really excited for this endeavor. We're really excited to get going um, in a week or two. We get a little bit of time between um, as we prep, but we're also doing Leafs coverage all season long on Sportsnet 590, the fan, the pregame, and the intermissions for every Leafs game that we have on the network, 41 of them. For that, for that it starts Monday. We'll be a little bit more than 41, given there are three exhibition games or three okay. preseason games. Preseason, uh, 44 times you're going to sure. hear us beginning Monday. So mm-hmm. that will be exciting. So we will be on the air Monday. We will be on the air Monday, but that will be for Leafs. And then in a couple of weeks, we'll start our show, the fan pregame at 6 p.m. Uh, but tomorrow is our last morning show. A little bittersweet, a little sentimental, a little emotional. So we'll come back tomorrow morning. We'll have a great day to wrap up our there will be tenure. Tears. Uh, I don't know, maybe. I'm speaking for me. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for a happy baby Friday. We'll be back for the last time tomorrow morning. Have a great day.